As you consider your brand strategy, think about some of the household names that you know. What associations do you have when you think of brands like IKEA or Apple? Notice how their brand names evoke memories based on your experience of their businesses. Hello and welcome to Brandtuned, the show for entrepreneurs where we discuss personal and business brands to give you ideas and inspiration to stand out, win business and be heard in a noisy world. I'm Shireen Smith, lawyer, author and curious business owner, keen to uncover what moves the needle in branding. Topics I explore include how the brand impacts your success, how to design a brand that has legally distinctive visual elements and works so you reach success and have more time or more money or less stress. I also explore the role of intellectual property and brand protection and monetizing your brand using franchising or licensing. Subscribe to find out more. In terms of what's happening in my personal life, I think if any of you have ever struggled to give up smoking or to lose weight, only succeeding once you've found the right help, then you'll know how excited I am to have found the Fast 800 Diet by Dr. Mosley. Now, I discovered it through the TV program on Channel 4, Lose a Stone in 21 Days. Wow, what a brilliant diet and exercise program it is. I've only got four or five kilos to lose and can already tell that I'll never look for an alternative to this diet now that I've discovered it. I've effortlessly lost one and a half kilos already and hunger is just not a problem despite being on an 800 calorie a day diet. The food is absolutely delicious. What a contrast to the vegan plant-based diet I tried a few months ago. The food for that was horrible and I only lost one kilo after a week. It's so nice when you find the right solution to your pain. I've certainly had to kiss many frogs during my business journey to find the right service providers, which brings me into this next episode where I'm discussing brand strategy. It's certainly something where you don't get the same outcome and quality whoever you use. It's a fallacy people have with IP and all sorts of services. They think that if, for example, another solicitor also offers IP or trademark registration services, then they'll get the same thing because solicitors are a regulated profession. But, you know, you just do not get the same thing. Individuals in every sphere of business and professional life bring a different set of skills and focus to their work. Bear this in mind when looking for any service provider. You're not comparing apples with apples. So delve deeper to understand what you'll get before choosing someone to help you with your brand strategy. I personally made a mistake very recently with a designer 
who I had every confidence in, and I was absolutely shocked by the service I received. I'll discuss that another day when I discuss the new icon that I've developed. But, you know, just beware that not everyone is going to be able to help with your brand strategy. Why have a brand strategy for your business? When you plan your business, don't just think business. Add your personal life to the mix. What you want for your own life is just as important, if not more so. Aligning your personal and business goals gives you the right mindset to achieve your ultimate objectives. Think, what do you want to achieve with your life as a whole? What is your longer-term wish for the business? Do you hope to exit for a big payoff? If your goal doesn't involve growing a substantial business to exit, is it to earn well to support your family and focus on quality of life? Is there something important you're trying to achieve through your business? What are your highest values? Pointers to look at here are how you currently spend your free time. What do you like to do more than anything else? Whatever your circumstances, setting your brand strategy can be really useful, whether you're branding a new business or rebranding an existing one. Start by considering what your overarching ambition and vision is for your business. Thinking through your brand strategy over a period of time helps in clarifying your vision, mission and values. I believe there's huge value in testing your ideas for a new business concept first before spending money on getting a visual identity, trademarking and the like. You can use a temporary business name and some low-cost designs to just get going. Find out what customers want and get feedback from the market. You would then be in a much better position to develop your brand strategy. For very new businesses, that's my suggestion. Think about your brand strategy gradually. Make notes and keep updating your thinking. Many of my clients spend a year to three years in business before consulting with me. That's usually when they're ready to rebrand, get a new name, trademark it and sort out their branding. They know that strategic IP thinking is essential to their business success and that's how I get into brand strategy work with them. In the changed world of the internet, your brand strategy must include intellectual property in the mix because although branding and IP have traditionally been treated as separate disciplines, whereby IP was assumed to be an optional extra to deal with after branding, this is just not viable anymore if it ever was. To stand out, a brand needs to be legally distinctive, not just visually noticeable. I see so many businesses suffer unnecessary cost and legal problems through not knowing how IP impacts business and branding. In the 21st century, it's necessary to use IP to brand your business effectively. IP is part of brand strategy. The world has changed and so must branding. For example, 
The name is a key consideration because the brand equity that your business generates is contained in its name. Although a name is key in branding, that doesn't mean that naming is something designers should be left to deal with without legal input. The name plays a fundamental role because many actions by competitors that you might want to stave off involve the brand name or brand designs. You do yourself a disservice not to get a trademark lawyer's input before finalizing your brand elements. As you consider your brand strategy, think about some of the household names that you know. What associations do you have when you think of brands like IKEA or Apple? Notice how their brand names evoke memories based on your experience of their businesses. If you think of Apple because you own an iPhone or IKEA because of some household item you own, then think back as to why you bought those brands. Were you perhaps motivated by the unspoken promise they each convey? In IKEA's case, it would be affordable self-assembly furniture, and in Apple's case, technology that's well-designed, intuitive, and easy to use. Then ask yourself how these businesses have managed to be associated with such promises. How have they achieved their reputations? It doesn't matter that they're household name brands and you're not. Your aim is to be known in a micro-community initially, so think about what you want to be known for to customers. What brand promise do you want people to associate with your business? For example, in my case, I want Asrites to be associated with branding and IP. Although we started out initially as just an IP law firm, I soon noticed problems with people's branding not being aligned with the law so that they'd receive cease and desist letters or find they couldn't stop a competitor stealing their market share due to fundamental mistakes in their branding choices. So we began to focus on brands and trademarks and I added a bull symbol to our logo to signify that we were about branding. You see, branding of cattle to denote the origin of the cattle is how branding started, hence our choice of a bull. Then we rebranded and lost that icon in the process. And I've missed having a visual hammer. So I recently had a ram icon created as a symbol of branding. It sits very well alongside the existing logo. Now I'll do a separate podcast episode about the new icon. But for now, I just want to say that even though our tagline is easy legal, not legalese, what this conveys is that the legal can be easily addressed. So you have a standout brand. Sorting out what's important to you involves working on your business rather than purely in it. So do carve out time to do this essential thinking work on your brand strategy. 
brand is why we expect one thing when we come across a swatch and another when we hear the Rolex name. The brand promise and positioning of these two businesses is worlds apart. Such differences don't come about by accident. It starts with your intention, your vision, mission and values. The brands of these businesses reflect their different intentions and objectives. One brings to mind low-cost plastic throwaway watches, while the other conjures up images of high-end, expensive, luxury, built to last. Now, in episode 25, I spoke about what a brand is. So if you've not listened to that, then you may find it helpful to do so as you work on your brand strategy. Brand strategy also involves thinking about how to create a customer experience, branding and communication messages to support the impression you want to convey. Think about the distinct identity and promise you want your brand to communicate. What quality or outcome do you want to deliver consistently and reliably? How will your customers know what to expect if they use your product or service? How will you ensure you become trusted so there's little risk of an unpleasant surprise when customers use you? Once a business becomes a recognised brand in its marketplace, it can command a price premium because some customers may be willing to pay more than the going rate to receive the expected results that the brand is known for delivering. Think about the outcome you want to deliver, how you want to leave people feeling after they've used your service. You should have a clear vision of the business you're building so you can design your business to support how you want it to be known. For example, someone aiming to be a Rolex-style business might have a mission to create the world's most exclusive high-end jewellery business and their values might reflect quality and luxury. Or if you want to be like John Lewis and develop a reputation for delivering good value for money, you will price your offerings to be competitive for the value delivered. John Lewis's tagline is never knowingly undersold. For years, they promised to match the price if you found something of the same quality sold elsewhere cheaper. The internet made it impossible for that approach to continue because people selling online can easily undercut those that have overhead costs of a department store. But for a long time, that was John Lewis's strategy for becoming associated in people's minds with value for money. That and their tagline. So how will customers tell you apart from your competitors? How will they recognise what you stand for? According to Byron Sharp, meaningful differentiation isn't what's needed, so much as distinctiveness, so you're memorable and recognised for what you offer. 
The aim is to create a brand that comes to mind when consumers are looking to buy the product or service you offer. Your strategy should focus on thinking about the brand you want to create. Who do you want as your customers? What do you want them to expect when buying from you? It's not about differentiating your business. It's more about considering what you want to communicate to customers above all else. I call this positioning and we'll do a whole episode just on that because people tend to lump it together with differentiation, but it's actually quite different. As Seth Godin puts it, positioning is a service to the customer to help them to make their choice. For example, the fact that Cartier also sells expensive high-end watches doesn't mean that Rolex needs to communicate how they differ from Cartier. The focus is more on understanding how to satisfy their customers and putting in place a plan for how you will be noticed as a brand and how you know, you're going to make sure you're going to come to mind when the customer is looking to buy what you offer. In this example, an expensive watch. Put your energy more into considering how you will be recognized in your category. How will your brand stand out so it gets noticed? Work out why you do what you do. What is your purpose, both for yourself as an individual and for your business? Ideally, the two should be aligned because the more aligned the two desires are, the more likely you will get there. For example, if you're in business for the freedom it provides over the employed lifestyle, running a business with a view to exiting it will involve management of people and other time implications, which might go against the desire for freedom. Are you up for that? Your purpose is your reason for being, why you exist. It needs to be bigger than just your product. If there's one thing you're trying to accomplish, what is it? Some people call it purpose, others call it mission, and yet others don't distinguish between the two. I tend to use the terms interchangeably, but we'll do a whole episode on purpose soon to explain the current thinking around that concept. Nike's purpose is to bring inspiration to every athlete in the world. They say, if you have a body, you're an athlete. In other words, we are all athletes. Nike's purpose says nothing about their product. Their slogan, just do it, is a great way to instill this inspiration. Their purpose is much bigger than their products. Think what your reason is for doing what you do. Big picture thinking is useful to arrive at a purpose or mission statement that can inspire your team and give direction to the business. I believe that if brand strategy work is done well and at the right time, it could be a real help in navigating your business journey and providing a route map for managing the development of your brand. But that kind of brand strategy is something to revisit periodically 
to double check whether the strategy you set a year ago is still the right one for developing your business and brand, and if not, updating it. I must confess that many businesses I come across, and indeed many interviews on this podcast, haven't led me to believe that strategic brand thinking has guided people's journey to success. They may have discussed brand strategy during branding in order to get their visual identity created, but that strategy wasn't then a growth plan for their businesses. Now that brings us to the end of this episode. In part two of the brand strategy um, podcast, that's in episode 29, I'll be looking at purpose and the values you believe in and want to live by. They are the foundation of your brand, at least internally for your team. In the meantime, I suggest you start thinking about what deep beliefs you cherish above all else? What are you never willing to give up in order to achieve your mission for the business? What is sacrosanct to the point that you will forego extra profits rather than ignore it? Part two of why have a brand strategy for your business will start by exploring values. Do check it out next week. The final session of my series of webinars on branding, Driving the Brand Strategy, is happening on the 2nd of September. If you've been reinventing your business and are focusing on design and promotion, you'll want to attend this. It's the final opportunity to sign up and get access to the previous sessions of my series of webinars too. They covered IP, identifying your market and brand naming. Just go to brandtuned.com and find your way to the sign-up page from the home page. I would love to know who is listening to this podcast. So send me a message on LinkedIn and let me know if you're a listener from the podcast. I'd love to connect. In Friday's episode, I'll be discussing part two of why have a brand strategy for your business. 